On today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about all the things we missed, like the college football playoff. I'm going to hit a little bit on the NFL playoffs of the week to come. And finally get a little baseball talk, maybe a little bit of NFL draft, and my thoughts on the quarterbacks. All that and more coming up. Welcome into the Fumbling Punter Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Keeney, and it has been far too long. Uh, I apologize for that. Uh, holidays, uh, we took a vacation, went to Winter Park, Colorado, and skied uh, after New Year's. Left New Year's Day, had a lot of fun, a lot of fun. But unfortunately, all that, with, mixed with the holidays, kind of got in the way of the podcast, and that's not going to happen. I am back. I am dedicated. We are going to keep going on year number two of the Fumbling Punter, so... Thank you all for supporting me up to this point. And so much to catch up on. Uh, Of course, Monday night we had the big college football championship game between Georgia and Alabama where it looked like Georgia had control of the game. They were going to win. And lo and behold, Nick Saban and Alabama come back, end up winning in overtime even after the kicker blew the chance at the end of regulation, which holy cow did uh, Tui save him in (laughs) overtime. I would not have wanted to be that kid. You you see the stories over the years of just how poorly kickers get treated whenever they miss big kicks. And I think that's terrible. I always feel bad for them. And truth is, it's the kicker. I mean, he has so much pressure on him in a game like that. The kid transferred from Old Miss. He wanted to be on the team. And so you know he wasn't missing that on purpose. So I'm glad that it didn't end up mattering in the end. But if it did, I'm sure that he would have caught hell from Alabama fans. But as it stands, Alabama has their fifth national title in nine years, giving Nick Saban a total of six. I said it before, Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. I think that we are kind of getting into a point right now where the next tier of coaches is getting to be pretty good. Uh, We all know Urban Meyer is going to do his thing at Ohio State every year. Uh, Dabo is the second best head coach in college football, and I don't think it's close. Uh, for who's third. I think Kirby Smart kind of deserves to be in that conversation now when you see what he's done at Georgia already. I think that winning that game would have really propelled him, but I think that Georgia is still right there. Uh, Jacob Fromm is still just was a true freshman. Jacob Eason, who was the number one quarterback recruit last year, is still on the team for now at least. I would expect that he would transfer. And they have the number one quarterback recruit coming in next year. I like the idea of, you know, getting all the talent you can get and you keep them off of other teams. But kind of what Kevin Sumlin ran into at Texas A&M was he had too much quarterback talent and not enough playing time on the field. You saw that when they had Kenny Hill and Kyle Allen and the other quarterback, uh, Kyler Murray, who they're all gone now. Uh, So if you have a treasure of riches like Texas A&M did, I hope that Kirby Smart's able to keep everybody there and keep everybody happy if he keeps recruiting like this. Not a bad not a bad problem to have, necessarily, but you don't want to end up like Texas A&M where they're all gone. By the way, who really, my who's back decade right now, Georgia's going to be really good for a while. I think that Dan in Florida, Florida is going to be coming up. I think that that's going to be a quick turnaround. I think so good at Mississippi State. That before this Georgia run, I call second best head coach in the SEC. I would still probably put him at third. 
But, you know, that's gonna it's the SEC is just gonna keep getting tougher. Whether people like it or not, Danny Cannell's gonna cry because that's what Danny Cannell does. But the SEC East is so I was thinking about the NFL draft coming up. Uh, Drew Locke has determined that he's going to return for his senior season. The Missouri quarterback, who was first-team All-SEC, led the SEC and the nation in touchdown passes this year. I think that's a smart move. I think that uh, you know Sam Darno still sounds like he's on the fence, unless I missed something. If and if I did, I apologize. But I think both of those guys coming back in another year of seasoning might not be a bad thing. Uh, but I'm, I was thinking about the Browns the other day and just follow me through on this. I know we don't talk a lot of Browns football. Uh, we do at times because they're always drafting at the top of the board. But I think if you're the Browns, you have to follow the Jacksonville Jaguars model that if you draft enough talent, the things will happen. And you saw Jacksonville draft a lot of talent and finally it's paying off for them. Blake Bortles still may not be their quarterback of the future, but they have enough talent around him that they're into the divisional round against Pittsburgh, and anything can happen when you get to this point. But looking at the uh, quarterback draft class this year, Josh Rosen's kind of a head case. Uh, I don't know. He could end up being great. He could end up just being Johnny Manziel 2.0. Baker Mayfield's a lot of fun. I love Baker Mayfield. I think that he's a first-round talent. I don't know. I just want to see what the guy does. I think that that might not be a bad route for Cleveland to take, is take Saquon Barkley at one and come back and get Baker Mayfield with your second pick. Uh, The other quarterback, uh, Lamar Jackson, the 2016 Heisman Trophy winner, I don't think he's going to be an NFL quarterback. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Uh, You know, national media is pretty torn over that. I just, I don't see it. (laughs) I see him maybe Geno Smith with some speed. A uh, lot of talented guys, but you have to play quarterback in a more of a pro-style fashion in the NFL. And I think that uh, Rosen, Darno, Locke, and Mayfield are all better suited for that than Lamar Jackson. And speaking of the NFL, uh, going to get back into a little picks. Haven't done some picks in quite a while. Uh, this week we have the NFL divisional round. If I sound a little sick, I apologize. I have been dealing with quite the head cold the last few days. Why I didn't get a podcast up directly after the national championship game the other night. So New England, Tennessee is like the lock of the century of the lot of your life. <laughs> uh, New England is a 13, 13 and a half point favorite. The line's been kind of shifting and in the last New England's last 33 games as a near two touchdown favorite, they are 33 and 0 in those games. They're 23 8 and 2 against the spread, I believe. I heard this week. So it's a pretty good sample size, and it's enough to know that this isn't going to be a game. Uh, the Patriots are going to roll. So bet everything you have on the Patriots. Uh, Pittsburgh Jacksonville. This is a tough game. I really think that Pittsburgh could be the best team. But which Pittsburgh team shows up? Uh, Jacksonville, I think that it's going to be too much for Blake Bortles to overcome. Uh, They have so much talent on defense. Uh, Fournette's so good. I just think Pittsburgh at home is going to be too much. I've got New England-Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship game. Then on to the NFC side, uh, Atlanta-Philadelphia. I don't think this is a hard pick with Nick Foles, unfortunately. I think that Atlanta goes back to the NFC title game. And then New Orleans, uh, Minnesota. I'm a Case Keenum believer at this point. 
I want to root for him. I want to root for Minnesota. So give me the Vikings. Give me Vikings Atlanta in the NFC Championship game. I know Tyler, our good friend, is going to love, love to hear that. But that so that's who I got. I don't think that uh, I think that New Orleans could give Minnesota fits uh, in Minnesota. I think it would be super cool to see Minnesota play in a Super Bowl in their home stadium. If that were able to work out, I think that'd be awesome. I don't know how likely it is, but we'll see. So, last thing, kind of a short podcast today, but last thing I want to hit on is uh, I wish there was more baseball stuff to talk about. Uh, Jay Bruce signed with the Mets, a uh, $39 million deal, is the second largest contract of the offseason. So, that just tells you, I've talked about this before, me and Lucas have talked about this before, there's not a lot going on in free agency this year, and I think that if I were... Uh, Moustakas, Kane, some of those guys, I'd start to be getting a little bit nervous. Uh, rumor had it that the Royals offered Hosmer seven years, $147 million. I think with the way the market has been, that he would be a fool not to take either that or the seven years, $140 million that San Diego were offering. I don't think that you're going to see anybody break the bank this year. Uh, J.D. Martinez could get 5 150 I'm going to guess it's going to end up looking a lot more like 5 120 but we'll see how that kind of plays out. But uh, a lot of chatter on Twitter today about the Cardinals and what more they're going to do this offseason. And it's starting to look like not much. And uh, I kind of told everybody, I'm glad they got Ozuna. I think that they needed that in the lineup. But are you any happier about Ozuna than, I mean, the offseason began with talks of getting a closer. The bullpen's still in shambles. I mean, Lou Gregerson is not the... And, uh, Tyler Lyons are not the answer that's not going to win you a World Series in the back end of the bullpen. So the Cardinals still have some work to do back there. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully there's more to report on on that front here in the next week or two. But I just wanted to get this podcast out by the end of the week. We'll be back next week. I'll try to get with Lucas and his new work schedule so we can get the old band back together. Maybe get Randy in to talk a little baseball. I uh, hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Stay warm. If you're anywhere in the uh, Midwest, it is uh, pretty miserable outside today. So hopefully you guys are listening to this inside and staying warm. Have a good weekend, everybody. For the Fumbling Punter, I'm Devin Keeney.